Welcome back, everybody, to our Denver Nightwing podcast. Now, as I said before, whoever won the SFL championship was going to take over my podcast for that week. So, I am happy to introduce again the Denver Nightwing crew, Mr. Jeremy Vega. Hello. Hi. And Mr. Josh Vasquez. What's going on, guys? And Mr. Leah Dama. What up? And Adam Wiseman. Hey, how's it going? Fantastic. I mean, you were just here, you know, and <laughs> I said <laughs> the way that the uh, conversation was flowing, we're probably going to be right back here at this moment again. Congratulations, guys. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, we're glad to be back for sure. Awesome, man. So you guys got to tell me one by one, what was the experience like when you went in the championship? And I don't care. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. How about we let Josh go first? Uh, well, it was <laughs> it was a roller coaster for sure. And winning that championship those last few minutes, even down to the wire just because of who Seattle is, we thought miracles would happen. So it was just a relief when the clock had, you know, triple zeros and uh, we could celebrate the chat. The voice chat that we were in was great the entire game. And uh, it was just a lot of fun, a lot of emotions. Um, and it was it was just an incredible feeling. I bet. All right, tell me your thoughts, Lee. Um, to be honest, I knew we were going to win the game. I wasn't worried at all at any point. I know that sounds a little conceited, but it was a good it, it was it, it was a good game. But I just had that much that much faith in our team, especially the defense. I knew if if, if we weren't going to be down by like two or three touchdowns, something like we weren't getting blown down the first half. I knew, I knew we were going to have because that's just what kind of team we are. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, what about you, Adam? Tell me. Uh, yeah, kind of echoing what Josh said. It was uh, more nerve-wracking, uh, just just knowing who Seattle was, the comebacks they've had in the postseason. Uh, really didn't start to celebrate until we got that last first down at the end of the game. And, and you know, at that point, we knew we had won. Um, but, yeah, it was just nerve-wracking, uh, but an incredible experience just to be with the guys in the locker room. Uh, I mean, that voice chat was just off the hook on Wednesday night. So. Fantastic. And Jeremy, what were your thoughts? Oh, was, I mean, that that night was it's probably going to be up there in, like, uh, you know, the most fun nights I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, definitely unforgettable. Uh, my favorite part was definitely just getting to experience it with the players, the voice chat. It was just, it, it, I don't know, it, it was... It took like camaraderie of like our team and like the league to just like a whole nother level and it was just really fun. And uh, I can't even imagine what it'd be like to watch a championship game with your players in person. That would that would just be like the ultimate experience. But it was great, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was it was a good game and I'm just happy that uh, all the guys got, got get trophies in their name and they're, they're champions now. Yeah, and I believe when you were here last week we were talking about how the stars aligned for you you know, this year, how everything kind of just worked out in your favor to win and to be the champion, so. Yeah, it was, I mean, we had a great run. We don't, we don't, we were successful in a lot of areas in the SFL this season, and, uh, you know, 13 straight wins is, uh, it's, it's almost impossible to pull off. It's, it's just, it's awesome, and this team is awesome, and I think that they all deserve to, to give what we got, which is a championship. Yeah, because um, if these stats are correct from the website, it looks like you guys average about 27 points per game. And passing, like on the offensive side, passing you get about 200. You all this year, this season rather, you had about 271 points. If I'm reading that correctly, that's a lot. And then your rushing yardage. You average about 170 yards per game. I'm sorry, 107 yards per game. Yeah, that's not about right. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, this is the reason why you guys won. I mean, I'm just going over some things, man, and it's been awesome. You know, it's funny because uh, I, I actually have spent this week going over the games that we played this season. Mm -hmm. And, like, the thing, we were all, this team in, in uh, its entirety was all about control. It's all about control with us. Like, just don't make mistakes on offense, turning the ball over, fumbling, interceptions, stuff like that. And it was just like, uh, what we had spoken about the last time we were on the podcast, you know, com uh, compiling points. Just getting to the 30, getting field goals, getting touchdowns, and basically just slowly tipping the scale our way and then letting our defense, you know, just kind of lock down on the offenses that we were playing. It's, it's crazy how, how much of a control aspect we had in almost every game. And it, it's funny because when you're a team that controls like that, usually you don't have a 13-in-a-row uh, winning percentage because nobody's perfect. But we were damn near perfect this season. Yeah, about balance. You had not only a great passing game, but you had a great running game. So it's kind of hard to prepare for what you're going to do because you have, you know, those threats in Josh Miller and then with um, Jared McChesney, you know. But I was looking at your stats, particularly, um, Josh, and for the playoffs, Looks like you got 21 total tackles, but you averaged about seven tackles per game. And you had one interception for the playoffs, too. Do you remember what the interception was? Yeah, I think it was on the last play of the, the uh, Hyena game. Uh, one of those toss-ups, and I just got the intel to close out the game. I think that's the, the only intel that, that I had. Mm. Okay. I mean, hell, it was enough to get what you need done. So, hey. <laughs> I love yeah, it. That, that was one thing. Like, watching the, the championship game, I was pulling my hair out because there was, like, two plays where the ball literally was in my hands and I dropped them. And I just kept thinking about the Baltimore game with Seattle and how many times, like, at the end of the game, they had a chance to, you know, get interceptions and they were dropping them. And I was just telling myself, and I even said in the voice chat, I just don't want this to come back and bite us in the ass that we're just dropping, you know, these interceptions, especially at the beginning of the game. Yeah, I think we had like five or six drop picks in the game. I know I had one, too, that hit me right in the hands that I, I think Tristan Carr actually hit me to knock it out. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. I was like, oh, my God, this is the re I, I was I was second-guessing everything that I pretty much did for the season. <laughs> Uh, I was like, I, I put ball hawk and, you know, I have my catching up and all this other stuff and the clutch and I'm still dropping passes. I was just, I was getting so sad. The reason why I got most of these stats is because if you go back to the Alaska game, mm -hmm. uh, on that last drive that Alaska scored to take the lead and win the game, mm -hmm. I got hit in the hands twice for interceptions and dropped them. And I was like, oh my God, this, this is the reason why we lost this game. And... I basically built my character to grab those passes, and I was there was high anxiety in the championship game. <laughs> I can imagine, because you wouldn't want to be the one that dropped that pass that you needed. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And speaking of great passing, um, looking at Josh Miller's stats, um, he has 91 completions out of 129 attempts. This is for the playoffs. Um, he only had five interceptions, which was fantastic. And he was only sacked three times, so you guys had great protection for him to be able to get these passes. Eight, he has 867 passing yards just for the playoffs. So he had the protection that he needed um, to do what he had to do. So, Jeremy, can you explain what you did with your offensive line to give him what he needed? Well, uh, you know, it kind of it kind of goes back to what Josh is saying about how you know we're we're a really controlling team, and uh, you know we don't we don't need Josh to throw thirty eight touchdowns a season. We don't need Josh to to throw five touchdowns a game. He is capable of that. He has done that before. But you know, with a combination of the way Jared plays and uh, you know Jared's ability to get anywhere from five to ten yards on any carry. 
really what we what we want Josh to do is just to get quick throws, uh, quick, accurate, efficient throws by Josh, even if it doesn't lead to touchdowns in the game. Um, but I mean, if you look at our season stats, we were I think I mean we were almost a seventy percent conversion on no I think sixty percent conversion on third downs. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of first downs. We were just really good at picking up first downs and extending drives. And that was because of our balance, Jared's ability to run the ball, and uh, you know Josh's ability to get the ball out quickly. Um, we didn't give up any sacks to Houston, who had two great defenders up front. We gave up one sack to Tallahassee, which was the last before the half. Um, and they got three great guys on their front, and we gave up two sacks early to Seattle's uh, two guys on their defensive line. But after that, we kind of just found a rhythm after halftime. Um, and, you know, it's it's easy to be controlling on offense when you have a defense that just locks opponents down. Um, and they, they force so many three and outs that their defense starts to sit on the field a lot longer than they should, which makes the offensive job to, it starts getting easier and easier to pick up first downs because the opponent's defense is just so worn down from being on the field so much. Um, so that's that's just kind of how we like to play our game, and it, it really showed across the entire season, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, in the playoffs, defensively, it looks like you, you guys only allowed five passing touchdowns <laughs> and only um, two rushing touchdowns. I mean, damn, y'all didn't let nobody get anything, huh? Yeah, I know. The defense led the league in least amount of touchdowns um, by far. They were they were great. Uh, they, they held opponents to barely any first downs. Uh, they're just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Great, man. Doing fantastic. Um, so what are your thoughts, um, Adam, about how the season went and what actually this question is going to be for you and um, Lee um, what are your expectations for next year and how did you think you know, what was your overall thoughts of the season and the championship uh, I mean couldn't, couldn't ask for a, a better team to join I mean the one championship um, but yeah no it was an incredible experience you know first uh, season in the SFL or half season for me and Lee um, and it, I mean, just a great group of guys in the Denver locker room. And it, like I said, couldn't go any better to finish it off with with winning a ring. So, um, yeah, couldn't couldn't be happier with my FFL experience so far. And I think next year there's going to be some changes in Denver, but um, with Jeremy still on as owner, I don't think there's going to be much of a drop off uh, when it comes to it. It'll just be. You know, a little bit more up and down than what we had this year. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right, Lee, what about you? I mean, what can I say? I mean, what better, what more better situation can you ask for in your first league, your first uh, year in the league to come in and win, win the ring, you know what I'm saying? Let's, <laughs> and be a part of this great locker room. And in my opinion, hands down, the most elite defense in the SFL. Um... The playoffs, the playoffs were good. I mean, we, I mean, the games were exciting, nice to watch. Um, really, I knew we were going to win it the whole time. It's just, you know, I didn't want to be that guy. Like, I'm not that guy that goes around bragging and talking loud and this and that. Oh, we're, we can take down anybody. But I knew because I just knew the kind of team we have and and the kind of resilience that the defense has. So, but see, it really, um, wasn't, it wasn't a surprise to me at all, to be honest. I mean, there's not nothing. There's nothing wrong with being confident in the abilities of what your team, you know, what your team has done. Looking back on the season, I mean, anyone could infer that. Of course, you know, some people wouldn't want to say it. Like I think Jeremy was like, "No, I don't want to say how I think the game is gonna go," you know, because it might jinx us, you know. But I do admire the, you know, the fact that you thought that, hey, I don't give a damn. We're gonna come in here and win this thing. And yeah, I just saw. I just saw it week in and week out. We just we overcame. I mean, what was it? The uh, what game was it where we threw like six picks and still won? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was the advice was. I mean, we just had the glitch in the matrix, and it was it was our year, and then there wasn't anybody that was going to stop us, no matter who it was. So tell me, looking back on the season, guys, what would be some of your top? 
games, like the top um, rated games for you, like the one that was most exciting or the one that you had the most, um, that you were able to shine a little bit more or just the most memorable for you? And let's start with you first, uh, Jeremy. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> um, Jeez, man. It was just, it was such a crazy season. Um, obviously, the championship game sits at the top because, yeah. you know, we won a championship game. And on the biggest stage, we showed just how dominant we were. Um, it, it, was, it was a great time. Uh, probably one of my favorite games besides that this season was... Uh, Either the Alaska game, even though we lost, but you know that was uh, that was just because you know after we after our, our season last year and then kind of the championship game, you know a lot of there was still some doubters, people thinking you know maybe it was just a fluke, and then once they saw how we absolutely, we, I mean that Alaska game we dominated them. We I mean we did everything right except for you know I I, I had some bad calls defensively yeah. and uh, it kind of cost us the game, but. You know, we still competed with them, and, and then after that, I think people really realized just how good and uh, how good we were going to be. So that was that was another fun game. I also I also liked the Houston game uh, in the regular season because that man, I tell you, it was a tough week of preparation. And then we went out there and we just kind of blew the roof off of that stadium and uh, kind of ran away with it. So yeah, you did. You know, Eddie was not you know too happy about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, Eddie. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Nice. Um, so what about you, Lee? What was your what was one of your favorite games? Um, I would have to say the first Vice Wars game of the season and the Tallahassee game in the playoffs. Why? Definitely. Yeah, I know they just it just embodied what we were about as a team. They were just they were just great wins and I just I just I enjoy those personally the most. Okay. All right, sounds good. What about you, Adam? Uh, so I think, I mean, we're all going to say championship game is going to rank number one for us. Uh, my favorite game, uh, honestly, I, the London game going up against Streeter, knowing what he had done, I think two weeks prior is when he broke the record Mm -hmm. and us kind of shutting him down to a, you know, he only had 160 yards against us. Um, and we were playing, we played really well defensively against him and held him down and we blew him out. Um, and then I'm going to go with a non-night uh, weeks game, so just an SFL game in general. Okay. Uh, but that Baltimore-Seattle playoff game, I think, is going to go down in history as one of the greatest SFL games ever. Um, that was just amazing to watch. So uh, that's one of the, the non-night wings games. But, uh, yeah, I'd have to say London's probably my favorite one of the season. Yeah, shootout for sure. That was, it seems like everybody was, like it was a tennis match. You score a point and you score a point. It's back and forth. It's crazy. <laughs> what about you, Josh? Uh, for me, I've got three. I have number one, my favorite was the uh, the first Vice Wars game, uh, game that we had. And cause that game, I think I didn't sit down in the living room the entire time. I was jumping up and down. Uh, uh, I think Jared had a big run at the end of the game to pretty much steal it for us. And, and I just remember being so hyped. I felt like I was back, you know, playing on the field, actually. Um, and then the Alaska game was another one because I've never been a big fan of Alaska. Uh, some of these guys, <laughs> uh, I've never been uh, one of their admirers. So that game was very uh, big for me. And then, of course, you know, the championship game. Uh, I didn't. I basically sat down on my couch for maybe two minutes of the game, mm-hmm. and then it was pretty much back and forth pacing in my living room with my phone in my hand. <laughs> it was incredible. I couldn't sit down. <laughs> you have a wife and child, don't you? Uh, yeah, I got a wife and two kids. Okay, so what what were their thoughts when they saw you walking back and forth with your phone, this pacing? Well, my wife was like, you all right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. You know, just, you know, she hasn't seen me that intense in a, in a while. And, uh, you know, I kept telling the guys, like, we got to stop him here and this and this and that. She's like, babe, um, are you playing or are you just watching? <laughs> and, uh, 
I, I was like, no, I mean, this, this is my this is my character, and we all build them this way. We don't know what's gonna happen, so. So she's like, but you're talking like you're on the field. I'm like, I can't on the field. <laughs> so it was, it was incredible. Uh, she enjoyed it. My kids enjoyed seeing their dad on the TV um, and hearing my voice when they did the uh, player lineup at the beginning. Um, but yeah, the, the whole experience, they, they've been really good. Sometimes my, my kids sit with me and watch some of the games in the, in the living room. Uh, but it's been incredible. Wonderful. Wonderful. And so, what about you, um, Lee? Do you, do you, are you married, or do you have any kids or anything? Uh, no, I'm single. No oh. kids. Okay. That I know about. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, <laughs> just in case. Oh man. So, what is what is? Are you around people when you're watching the game? Um, nah, I was by myself. Okay. I was just curious to know if somebody was around you, what were what were their reactions to you? Oh, oh, they 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 would have already known <laughs> prior to what was going on, what was about to happen. So it would have been no no surprises. Okay, gotcha. Adam, what about you? Uh, oh, on a, real quick, actually, on a side note, uh, you should see some of the pictures. Uh, Lee was showing us for his uh, profile pictures before he finally chose the right one. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Oh yeah, it was uh, good times in Mexico. That's the opposite. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just leave it there. Oh, well, you know, you know, you know, you can't tell me nothing like that without showing me, bro. So after the, after the I need to see them pictures, man. <laughs> All right, uh, I, I'll, I'll share a couple. I mean, I got a lot of pictures with you know a lot of girls, but I'll I'll share a couple sure. with you if, if you really. I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about you, Adam? Uh, I uh, I have a daughter who lives with her mom, so they weren't around when uh, I was watching the game with my dog. Sit here, and I think all of our reactions in the voice chat was absolutely scaring the crap out of her when she was here to yell. Uh, she was trying to get into my lap the whole time I'm watching the game. Uh, I was scaring her so much by, by yelling. Um, but yeah, it was just my dog kind of... It was the only thing I had around when, when we were watching the game. No worries. Hey, I was going to ask Jeremy the same thing. Well, actually, Jeremy, you're around um, Jared, so you two. Yeah, I mean, my dog's had three seasons of listening to me scream my ass off, so I mean, my head off, so he's, he's, he just kind of lays in the corner and expects it, but yeah, no, me and Jared, we got, we got a little wild. I'm sure I was coming off quite obnoxious in the voice channel. <laughs> nah, nah, you were good. You were good. It, it, was, it was actually a little, a little entertaining. Okay, good, good, because I was, uh, I was, I drank a lot that night. It was fun, though. Nancy, nah. We're not. You were. You were good. You were good. I'm curious to know what you said. That was happening. That I was really appreciative for was Jared and um, Jeremy were like five seconds ahead of us on the stream. So like when a play would start, I would cringe before like oh to hear Jared or Jeremy's reaction. And depending on the reaction, I would relax and try to enjoy the play. But for the most part, it was just. Anxiety, just waiting for Jared or Jeremy to respond to like what happened on the field. Yeah, it was like that with me too. Yeah, we uh, we we tried our best to to keep our mics muted and and then wait for everyone else to kind of react. But uh, I think as the game got went on and we started drinking more, we started forgetting our our mute buttons. <laughs> oh man, no. It was it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> they really. They, I think my anxiety level would have been a lot higher if I had to sit through that play knowing, you know, not knowing what would what happened. You know? Once I heard them get excited, I was like, oh, all right, good, 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 we're good. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Oh, man, that's some good stuff. So what are your expectations? So you have a championship. You already got one in books. What are What is your ex expectations for next year? Uh, I'll go ahead and repeat. Mm, okay. You want to do a two and three repeat? And a three yeah, I want to become the new Alaska. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I'll say that, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean, Alaska, they they made three straight. Uh, we're currently on two straight, but they did they did win all three of theirs. Um, 
But, you know, we got changes coming in Denver, and uh, I think for the most part it's going to be positive and it's going to be uh, beneficial to the, to the future of the team. But uh, only time will tell. Um, I, I know one thing that we're gonna we're that's never gonna change is we're gonna keep having uh, keep trying to find the the best personalities to fill our locker room with, especially as the league gets bigger. And uh, just gonna keep grinding, keep working hard uh, every day. Absolutely. I want us to win four in a row, just to have more than Alaska. That's my one goal. <laughs> that would be the dream. <laughs> I get you. Now, you know what I thought you were going to say, Jeremy, for a second? That you guys are going to be changing your name like everybody else. Like, uh, Tallahassee is now Jacksonville. And so I'm like, oh, it's the Jacksonville Kings. No, I, uh, I, I, I 100% love everything about the franchise. Uh, I've been in love with it since, since day one. So nothing's changing here. You know, maybe down the road we, we do a different logo, um, but name, city, it's it's always going to be here as long as the SFL's here. Unless unless I move to the Bahamas, then we're going to become the Bahama Birds. But uh, <laughs> other than that, we're staying. Yeah, let me ask about that. Like, what what's going on? Why do people change the locations? Is there, like, a, a bonus or something that happens for you guys as, like, GMs and owners for moving the teams? Because that's true. Like, a lot of teams just... Don't stick around. They move around so much. Um, well, currently, the biggest reason is, uh, you know, the SFL is becoming bigger and it's becoming a more of a business, which means each franchise is going to start turning into more of a business. Um, and part of that business um, is, is going to be to grow local fan bases. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I'm 20 minutes away from Denver and Denver, all the cities that surround Denver, we call it Denver Metro area. I mean, you can go from the bottom to the top in 35 minutes. So it's all, it's all relatively close. Mm -hmm. So for me, you know, I could build a fan base and I can have a location to where Denver Nightwings fans can all come together and, uh, you know, have watch parties and start getting local sponsors and things like that. Well, you know, mighty who owns the storm, he lives in Florida you know, he's probably not going to be able to do that if his team's in Alaska. You know, he mm-hmm. can't build a local fan base, you know, across the entire country. Um, so that was his reason for moving down. And same with Tallahassee. Um, you know, that guy lives in Florida, but he lives in Jacksonville, and he just kind of wanted his team to be to be locally based. And uh, that's like a big step for owners um, and to be able to start, you know, promote, promoting their team locally and building those fan bases and kind of turning it into a full business. So. So, um, so basically, is the SFL trying to be more like soccer, where instead of representing like the whole state, you represent a city in that state? Like, are they trying to be like that? Like, if there was a team in New York that, like, let's say if I owned a team and I called them the Bronx, whatever, like, is that what they would want over naming my team New York? I don't think they have. A, I don't think they have a preference. I think it's just kind of worked out that way. Um, I think you know. Alaska is called Florida Storm now, so you know yes. they're doing the whole state. Um, and there's, I don't, I mean, it's weird that a lot of teams are city and not state, like kind of how the NFL has a lot of state names. But I think it's, I think we'll be a good mix as like you know uh, we start expansion with teams. Um, but I, I don't think that that matters to them. That's interesting. Yeah, because I just found that interesting that like I've been here three seasons and a lot of teams have moved around. Uh, around the board, so I was trying to figure out like why, what was the reasoning for it like do they want just new logos or a new name, I wasn't too sure but now that you explained it like that, it makes a lot, a lot of sense mm-hmm. Yeah, I, there was a, I think a couple teams shifted like ownership too, like Dallas gave his ownership to Crash and Crash wanted his own team, so he moved him to Seattle yeah. and then the Charleston owner he was co-owner of the Indy team but the Indy guy left so he became full owner and wanted his own team so he moved from Charleston so that was that plus kind of what's going on I think uh, I think it's when it comes to expansion like adding new teams you probably won't see much movement from there I think going forward the only movement we're going to be seeing is just other teams wanting to get behind the whole have your team locally based thing okay and that's another thing. I'm, actually, I apologize. I feel like I'm taking over this game. Podcast. You're supposed to. Like no, I'm you're supposed to. This is you. This is a takeover show. I just wanted to ask all you. Please. But um, 
Like, is there going to be incentive for owners? And is is there going to be basically like if a person wants to expand and get an, an, a team, are they going to take their location into in, in as a factor? Like, we already have two Florida teams. If somebody that lives in Florida wanted to own a team, will the league turn them down because there's too many Florida teams? Mm. Well, um, the ownership group votes on who gets in. Uh, so the league doesn't really have a say-so. They leave that up to owners to vote in our peers. Um, and each owner is different. Some, uh, some owners care way more about your team identity. Some owners care way more about where you're placing your team. Some owners care more about who's going to be running the team, who they're actually voting in. Um, so it, we, we all vote differently, but, you know, I think location doesn't really matter until you start getting into the scenario that you're talking about when a guy's like, hey, you know, I want a, I want a Florida team too. And owners are like, well, you know, like, is there anywhere else you'd want them? Because we already have two. But, you know, the stronger you are as a candidate because of your work um, that you do as far as coaching and things you do for the league and your passion for the league, I think that will get you a vote more than, you know, your team's colors or logo or city or state. So. Good point. All right, I swear I'm done. <laughs> no, listen. No, it's fine. Like I told you, this is your show. So if you have any questions that you want to ask each other or like me or whatever, I don't, this is your thing. So y'all do your thing. I'm, that hey, what's your favorite Nightwing game, Ashley? <laughs> Besides the championship? Besides the championship. Um, I would probably say when you guys played... I think when you guys played Tallahassee, but I also like the Alaska. I know you hate it, Josh. I know. I know. Oh. I know. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, listen. The reason I say that is because it was like <clears throat> championship rematch, you know? So I'm thinking, all right, Denver's going to come out there, you know, change it up, you know, and maybe eke one out by Kramer Jackman leg, you know? Um that didn't happen. And I was like, oh. But you didn't lose another game after that. So, hey, you more than made up for it. Yeah, like if you told me, oh, you got to lose this game and you won't lose another game, I would definitely take that over beat you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure you're going to come up with that game plan uh, for next year to do what you got to do. But I'm. <clears throat> yeah, game plan is tell Cam not to put him on our schedule. Oh, well, I tell, I tell you what. I'm I, just kidding. At this point, we, at this point, I don't think anybody wants us on their schedule. Cause, I want uh, you on my schedule. I want you I to be know. the first. I want you to be the very first team Arizona plays. We are not. Hey, I actually asked for that. Yes, please. Cameron. Cameron. I think a lot I think a lot of players want either, you know, Vice Wars or Arizona. I mean I I don't want to speak for everybody, but Vice Wars, Arizona are uh, kind of my favorites. I you know, we've never played Baltimore, so to open the season against Baltimore, that'd be pretty mm-hmm. crazy. I would like to see that. That'd be awesome. But Jeremy, that, we've, we've never played Atlanta either. I'd like to see that one too. Oh, I'd love to play Atlanta. Those are my boys over there. Yeah, yeah, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark, you know, Mark from Atlanta was so happy for you, Josh. Yeah, that's my guy, man. He's awesome. Yeah, Mark yeah, is he good was, people. Yeah, he was so happy for you. Good people. So who else haven't you guys played that you would want to play? I, I, I haven't played Sioux Falls. Uh, I, I don't know if Denver has played Sioux Falls. Yeah, we beat Sioux Falls in the playoffs last season. And I don't think I've ever played QCC either. Do you play QCC? Or am I bugging? We, I've, Denver's never played Queen City either. Hmm. So is there a particular reason why certain teams don't see play each other? I mean, no, okay. Now, I do understand that some teams are stronger. I mean, have a stronger win, win strength, all of that kind of stuff. I get that, but... Like, I don't think that there's no reason why you guys shouldn't have played Queen City already. Is that like an oversight or is it? I think it's just, you know, it's just kind of random. I mean, at some point we'll play Queen City, um, Baltimore, all them. You know, it's just kind of depends. But I I think it's just, I don't think it's on purpose that we haven't played Queen City. I think it's just kind of one of those things that's just kind of happened. That's the way it's unfolded. 
Yeah, and also the format's changed. Uh, this is my third season here, and the, fire, the format has changed. Like, when I first got in, I think we had divisions, then we had conferences, then it was just one, like, everybody was in the same division. Mm. So yeah. all those changes kind of throw scheduling out of whack um, because, you know, you're, you're always changing it up. So there, there's no system built for you to play everybody in a certain amount of years, like the NFL, where you play another division, I mean, another conference every three years. So the NFC East plays the AFC East every three years and the NFC Central and the West. So they rotate. There hasn't been an established schedule, you know, the divisions or, you know, setting where the league can establish that kind of thing. I don't, I don't believe, at least from, you know, being a player. No, that's, that's about, that's about right. I think that, and then Cam just kind of hit Cam likes the idea of like not being locked into something so mm-hmm. you can, you know, schedule certain games and, and make, you know, uh, certain things at the beginning of the season, middle, end of the season uh, that he thinks can end up, you know, playing out. So, you know, like uh, kind of like how Mexico City playing Tallahassee at the end of the season this this year, mm-hmm. how that was a, a huge game and it ended up being one of the, the craziest games of the season too, so. Gotcha. So what are your, so with your team, well, not team build, but with your, yeah, with your team build, Jeremy, are you planning on doing much changing, like throwing away your playbooks and starting something new? Or are you going to take what you have and kind of tweak it? What do you do? Because I know Marty was telling me that's what he does every year. All his playbooks is fresh every year. Um, God, well, you know, it's 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 been a weird every every season. It's been a weird transition for me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I did my first season with a playbook and probably scrapped half of it um, going into last season. And then last season, you know, we had a good playbook. And then um, Avery Allen was going to be the head coach because he was our offensive coordinator down the stretch. He was in, he, I promoted him to head coach um, uh, right after the season ended. And then right before this season began, he got a huge promotion in real life and wasn't able to coach. And I hadn't done anything all off season, so I had to take last season's playbook and then slowly just kind of work things in and out okay. um, all, all all down the stretch of this season. Um, and then um, I'm no longer coaching. Um, I will be bringing in a coaching staff for next season. Um, and they will, you know, they'll have their own things, but I think it's going to be a healthy mix of uh, – my philosophy and the things that we did plus things that they would like to add um, going to next season. Am I Team a- build probably won't change. Um, you know, we're expanding um, rosters. Yes. That announcement will come at some point. So we'll be adding a few new positions, but not, not too much change there either. Cause I, th- I really think that the team build we have, you know, throwing a few extra pieces. I think it just, it creates the most balanced team um, that you, that, that there is. So. Okay. So tell me, will your um, coaches come from within the organization, or am I allowed to know? Now, you don't have to tell me who they are, but will they come in from within or, like, from outside? That is, uh, that's being kept close to the sleeve for now. Okay. I respect that. So uh, we're, keep, we're keeping that one a secret in Denver uh, until it's announced. All right. I respect that. All right, guys, and um, so Josh and Adam and Lee, what are your plans for your individual player bills? Do you plan on um, adding some high-value animations? Do you plan on just kind of building up your attributes? What are your plans? And I'll start with you first, Josh. Adam, you want to go first? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll take take it first. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of, you know, waiting to kind of see where I finish out. Probably do that um, base silver um, with rookie check-ins. Mm-hmm. Um, and then looking probably just to build anima- or build uh, attributes up, maybe add one animation in during the season to build, build up some value in my player. Um, you know, and then if I'm staying at linebacker, obviously that – you know, the animation kind of depends on where, where I'm playing next year. But, um, yeah, I mean, probably build up attributes 
for a little bit, um, and then maybe at the end of the season add a animation to boost my value a little bit more going into the playoffs. Gotcha. Okay, now who, what, who's next? Yeah, me. I'm, I'm pretty much good. Uh, I'm just basically waiting on what you know level I'll, uh, I can help team at. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that was a good thing about being in Atlanta because with them they were uh, when I, the first few years I was here they were kind of against animations they wanted to work on core stats mm-hmm. and I came into this league as a copper undrafted I, and this is my same character now he's gold uh, so I was able to build him up uh, in Atlanta and now just basically work on animations so wherever I fall I think it's just going to be about animations and. Um, you know, maybe, maybe some attributes here and there. Okay. Um, with me, um, honestly, I'm looking into getting into coaching. So I may be in Denver. I may not. It all depends on what kind of opportunities I have. But as a player, there's nowhere else I'd rather be. So um, if I'm still here next year as a player um, or wherever I go, um, I'm guessing – core attributes first because I've had no progression at all so far in my players. So I want to get a good foundation with that before I start stacking on a bunch of animations. But um, if I stay at cornerback or defensive back, I definitely want to get some, uh, some hard hitting animations, definitely some clutch, but uh, I would say definitely the core attributes. I would probably concentrate on first. Yeah. All, all smart answers. Cause uh, I don't let anybody ever tell you that, Attributes aren't the most important thing because, you know, having a great core and, and, and a good, like, good, strong attributes that are, you know, high up close to max that makes your player better on every down. And animations are kind of more situational. Um, so, you know, animations to me are cherry on the top, you know, but uh, always build out your attributes as, as best as you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, find a good progression plan for your player every season. Uh, that's my, that's always my advice. And I, I think that was kind of something we worked on last season and this season with all the players. And it really showed, shows what can happen. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I was given that advice, um, during my rookie season and honestly, I should have listened. Um, I, I pretty much kind of peaked too quickly, I think for the team and I was gold and everybody else was like, <laughs> bronze and silver so uh it just wasn't really you know I mean I think yeah basically like bronze and silver so it wasn't really um something that I should have done looking back and um you know I basically stripped my player and started over and just built up the attributes first so I, I would definitely agree with you on that Jerry is to um make sure that the most important things are close to being maxed out before you start adding the cherry on top, so to speak. Yeah, I agree. Being maxed out is really important. I mean, you know, close to it, I should say. Mm-hmm. Because you're running your routes wrong, and then you put a, a animation on it, and then you're, you're going to be the best player at running it wrong. <laughs> but, um, all right, guys. So this pretty much ends the podcast. I would like you guys to, you know, get your last words, of course. And um, any shout outs that you want to give for the end of the season, floor is yours. All right, well, I'll go first. <laughs> um, <laughs> just shout out to the Denver Night Wings, the whole organization, uh, Jeremy, Jared. Uh, everybody on the team. I really feel in my heart of hearts that this team can pretty much beat any of the teams that have won championships in the past. Uh, I think this is the greatest defense that this league has ever seen. Uh, I think this is the greatest team that this league has ever seen. Uh, And I know I'm biased because I'm on this team, but it was a great experience. Uh, The entire team, uh, Jared and Jeremy made excellent choices on guys they picked up in the the middle of the season, Adam, Lee, everybody that came aboard was great and made an impact in every game. So it's been an incredible season. 
Uh, I already got my I already got my championship shirt on on the way. Uh, my wife would kill me if I tried to try to buy the championship ring because <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so I just have to admire it uh, from whoever gets it if I see them at the draft party. Mm. And um, yeah, it, it's it's just been a, a crazy ride, and I look forward to. Uh, trying to get four in a row uh, and knock Alaska out of the record books. <laughs> awesome. And who's next? Oh, excuse me, not Alaska. Florida now. <laughs> Florida now. <laughs> it's going to be hard, man. That transition is going to be hard. <laughs> but uh, go ahead. Adam? Bad boys, somebody take it. Um, I'll go. Um, I want to thank uh, Jeremy Kramer and Jared for uh, welcoming me in, welcoming me into the league and bringing me onto this great locker room. Um, definitely want to thank the Denver defense for making me a part of the most elite unit in the SFL, and uh, thank all the people that thought we couldn't do it. Because they were fuel for the fire. Haters are the motivators. Oh yeah, that was another thing. Uh, there was a lot of Denver Nightwing haters in these uh, chats. Yeah, the- definitely. We love you guys. We love you guys. We, we saw it, <laughs> and we love you for it. And we were we were definitely public enemy number one after uh, Alaska went out. Everybody is cheering against us every game. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. We we finally got the, the final say on Wednesday night, so that you did. But yeah, I'll jump in. Um, yeah, thanks, Jeremy, Jared, Kramer, for uh, bringing me on, helping you know, so I can help Denver win a championship. Uh, congratulations, Jeremy and Jared, moving on. Um, the the league is going to be um, a little different without. Uh, both of those guys in a full-on hands-on capacity now. Um, and thanks to the entire Denver Nightwings locker room. Uh, like I said, from day one, it's, it, it's been home. Uh, everybody was so welcoming when uh, I first got in there. And uh, I couldn't have asked for a better first season in the SFL. Awesome. Well, uh... Thank you to the three of you specifically, um, just for the kind words. Um, you know, a couple shout-outs to the entire team. Uh, I do it all for the players because I just want them to be happy. I want them to have a good experience. Uh, after my, my first season at coaching, I wanted I wanted to win for me. I, it was my motivation. And uh, after that, my motivation just purely became just enjoying my time with the players uh, and the team and having fun. So I appreciate everyone on the Nightwings team this season. Uh, Happy that we won a championship uh, and that we're cemented in history. And, uh, you know, just uh, thankful for Cam and and league staff for what they do uh, every season to give us this this platform to have fun and to grow with each other. Uh, And uh, for all those haters that don't like to root for the Nightwings, you've got to deal with the fact that we're champions for about another six months. So enjoy that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I wish you knew who their names were so you can just give them a nice little shout out by name oh I got a whole list you want it? <laughs> yes. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no we're not like that in Denver they know who they are yeah they do yeah in Denver we, you know we we, we just we, we do what we, we come to we come to play and we do what we're supposed to and uh, we don't we don't talk trash uh, outside of the locker room <laughs> 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 But no, it's uh, it, it's been the best uh, best season I think I'll ever experience, and uh, I'll never forget it. No lie, though, I would love for the off season, and I guess this is just me to stroke my own ego, but I would definitely love to see like a tournament of all the thirteen teams that won championships, and just see like who's the best one. Like that would be. So- <laughs> Oh, uh, we we it we would we would win that. I mean, because I mean, you talk if if you go past four seasons ago, you start getting into football into like the territory. It's like could the could the the nineteen fifties football team beat a team today? It's like absolutely not. But in the last four years, 
you know, Alaska. Um, you can even put in the, the Tallahassee teams I went up against them, the Mexico City and Chicago team in season nine. We would we would smoke all of them, Ooh. no doubt in my mind. And and I and I'm not usually the one to come out and be confident, but <laughs> this team was unreal and this defense was legendary. So no chance for them. Mm. Hey. You know that that could be something though, because you could still put in the attributes to all the all the like uh, for the players of past teams, and you could re- actually really do it here in the SFL as opposed to like real life, where you could never get Jim Brown or whoever whoever on the same field. But on here, you can really do it. That might be something to actually do though, like a, like a little series. Yeah, you're right, because you know every team still probably has those playbooks in their channels from when when they submitted to the championship. So Cam, you yeah. know. They, they build the rosters out. They put the playbooks in from those games, and uh, they just sim the sim. Uh, like, that'd, be, that'd be sweet. You would. Yeah, make it happen, Cam. You hear it? Make it happen. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, because we're going to be sitting around here twiddling, you know, twiddling our thumbs, waiting for the season to start. I mean, those you know, the players, I mean, if you're, you know, working on playbooks and trying to draft people, that's another story. You know, if you're in the, the league, in the offices, and you're busy, but... Like, I would love to be able to see, you know, how old teams were and how how we've grown, you know, because I heard a lot of things got lost, I guess, with the transitioning, like a lot of games and things got lost. But I would love to see that. So I'll talk to Cam and see what I can do for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And listen, always a pleasure. I am looking forward to having you guys as my first game for season 14. And um, don't throw my way, Ashley. Just don't throw my way. I can throw. Listen, I'm going to throw it right to you. And you're going to miss it. I'm going to throw it right to you. And it's going to slip through your hands. You know, I've actually seen you do it twice already. So. Shots fired. (laughs) So that's why you brought us on the podcast. I see now. Nine. Oh, nine double M's firing shots. Well, you know, I could talk I could talk mess like the rest of them, but you know, I really do have admiration for you all. You you did your thing. And, um, that's why I want to play the best to be able to prove we can prove ourselves against the best. So, that's what I Yeah, I don't know. Eddie might be having nightmares uh, playing a Denver team. That ain't been working out too well. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Eddie. Don't kill me. Oh, I'm sure he's going to be on the podcast very soon, and he's going to have a retort for that. So just be listening for that. (laughs) But all right, guys, y'all have a fantastic night. Again, if you want to come on anytime, please feel free to uh, let me know. Other than that, I'll be looking forward to seeing you guys in the chat and next season. Have a good one.